And now, a word from our sponsors. Need a catch-up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix. on Life FM. Michaela Howard-Jones joining you this evening and I am so super excited to be joined here by our fabulous, amazing guest for this week, Miss Holly Roberts. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. It's so glad to have you back in the building because as a long time, very long time listeners of the yes. show would know, this is not your first rodeo here in the no. studio. Um, and we were just saying as you were walking back into the Koi office because of course this used to be you were home away from home it was. not too long ago. Uh, what's it like being back in the building again? It was so weird. I pulled into a park and I, it felt like I was like on autopilot. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, that's my park, you know? <laughs> so yeah. And But then it got weird when I had to walk in and sign in as a visitor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it, it was, like a felt like home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back. It's uh, good to have you back on the show as well. And uh, while you used to be here working in the Koya team, um, you initially got your start in ArchD is that yes. right I mean this was long before me yes. um but when when was that how did how did you get involved in that well I first met James when I was in year 12 so ah. that was um nine years ago and wow. I came in did a show and then the rest was history and have been involved and then you never left since. yeah Clearly. that's right <laughs> we can't shake you even if we tried um and of course now you've moved on to so many uh bigger and I wouldn't say better but bigger and really exciting <laughs> things um uh, in the time since uh, we're gonna get into that and uh we're gonna take a little bit of a deep dive into your past as Ooh. well Ooh, I know I feel like I need like psychic music or something <laughs> like, I don't know what psychic music sounds like but anyway and now back here in the studio with the lovely, lovely Holly talking about all things youth ministry, of which we were just saying you have extensive experience (laughs) in and so many stories that I'm dying to hear. Um, But let's start from the very beginning. Um, If you were to look back Mm -hmm. over your life in youth ministry, um, all of the experiences that you've had, where did your faith journey actually begin? Like, was there a moment where you look back now and go, that was the first bookend in your faith journey over all these years? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I there's definitely like a definitive moment for me. Um, and it was when we had the Australian Catholic Youth Festival in Adelaide in 2015. Um, and, you know, up until that, at that point, I'd been involved in a few things, especially ArchD, um, a lot of social justice sort of things and I always felt a bit like not sure if I could fully put myself in this world you know and we had um, a session with Sister Hilda Scott and she was amazing I remember thinking going into it going oh this is you know like this is like this 80 year old nun in a habit you know what's she gonna have to tell me you know I thought it was a bit strange I thought maybe, oh, you know, how are people going to react to this? Because she's not young, she's not hip, you know, Mm. that sort of thing. Um, And she just really commanded the room and she talked about how you don't have to be a missionary in Mozambique to live your life for God. And that was sort of like a real light bulb moment for me because I thought, you know, precisely that, you know, you have to change your whole life, you have to give up – all of the things that you do or that you want to do so that you can um, live out your faith. And we also had a little moment of um, 
meditation where I sort of pictured myself walking along the road with Mary McKillop, who I'm very inspired by. I love Mary McKillop. I was in McKillop House at school, so I learned a lot about her in my schooling. Um, and I've always really admired her courage and her her faith itself. And, um, yeah, so I had a little moment where I imagined that I was walking down the road having a conversation with Mary McKillop um, in this meditation. And it was just really powerful for me and it made me realise that, you know, I can be a part of this and I can do this and I – um, I gained a new confidence within myself. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. And that, like, I, I totally agree with you, that type of prayer that's really meditative. Med- med- yeah. Meditative. <laughs> <laughs> that word is, like, it's absolutely my personal favourite even yeah. to this day. Like, whenever people are like, Michaela, can you do morning prayer? I'm like, get ready to meditate, everybody, because yeah. it's so powerful, right? Yeah. I love that. We're going to be getting into a couple more stories coming up, including your first steps into actually working in youth ministry. Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody. This is Matt Marr. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now... This is Arch Deacon. Arch Radio 107. Live. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela and Holly sitting down, chatting, all things, catching up. In fact, we actually were just meant to just catch up today because we haven't yeah. seen each other in so long. And then, of course, James was like, bring her in for a show. So, <laughs> so we're catching up literally on air right now. Uh-huh. Um, but we just heard a little bit, if you missed it, about uh, the very, very beginning, like that first moment mm. where you felt that faith journey begin. Um, but if we take a couple of steps forward now from that moment, um, was there a, another time sort of forward from then on that you realised that youth ministry would be a part of your life moving forward? Um, it's kind of hard to say. I feel I feel like I fell into youth ministry really. Um, mm. I feel like it was almost accidental. I know I can't say that because it was kind of intentional. Um, there was a lot of people nudging me in that direction. Mm. Um, but for me, I sort of feel like I fell into it. Um, and I remember before I got the job at Koya, I was um, – having a bit of a, like a life crisis where I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, I, you know, I'm not, wasn't really like loving my job. And so I was like, right, okay, I'm going to apply for this job at Koya. And if I don't get it, I'm literally going to apply for a job at Woolworths. Like oh, I will really? take anything. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, yeah, I got the job at Koya and I remember where I was when I got the phone call and I, it was like one of those moments where you're like, oh, phew, you know, like, yeah. you know, this is what I really wanted to do. I was really excited. Um, yeah. And it just felt it just felt right in the moment and yeah. so yeah i feel like it was always one of those things you know when people talk about you know going on a journey along a road and they come to a fork and mm. they're like which direction do i take um and yeah and i happened to manage to take that direction yeah <laughs> away um, from the big woolworth sign on the yeah, other side yeah that's right and um and yeah and then i you know everything else as they say is history and um, mm. every you know I've had so many great opportunities in my life because of my choice to um, work in the youth ministry space and I think like I'm just so grateful because so much of it feels accidental mm. um, but obviously we we sort of believe that it, nothing's accidental is yeah, it like it's yeah. all meant to be and yeah, so. And I wonder, because I mean, here at, at Koya, certainly next year, I mean, it's, it's, it's as equally chaotic on our side of the wall <laughs> here in Arch D, but on the other side, it's just like the vibe of the year is just go, 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 go. Yeah. I'm curious, when you first started in Koya, do you remember the very first 
project that you worked on and it, did it did it feel like you were thrown in the deep end or did, was it just like a click moment? Oh yeah, it definitely felt like I was thrown in the deep end because I remember having conversations with people going, oh, this year's going to be so busy, like, you know, don't worry about it though because eventually it'll um, settle down and, you know, you'll get into the normal Koya rhythm and mm-hmm. in the whole four years that I worked for Koya, um, there was no normal rhythm. <laughs> Everything was different all the time. Um and I remember uh, it – I think my my very first part of being with Koya was organising stuff for the Year of Youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember making this video for this conference that we had. It was a big Catholic education conference and um, I had to interview people and I made a video. Um, but I didn't realise that our system on the computer couldn't transfer to home. So I'd taken it home to work on it and then everything like corrupted the files <gasps> – And so I remember like going, okay, like I've got to get this finished. And I literally had to finish it the morning of the conference. Um, And if anyone knows what video like editing is like, you know, it takes such a long time. It takes seven times longer than you ever think it's going to. Yeah, and like just rendering the video takes like such a long time. So I rocked up to work um, at like 6.45 in the morning not realising that there is an alarm system. <gasps> oh, no. And so walk into the building, think everything's dandy, I'm going to get this thing done, and then next minute it's like wee, 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 wee. <laughs> And I freaked out. I rang my boss. My boss was like, I don't know, you've got to ring like our big boss. So I rang the big boss and it was really early in the morning and I was oh, like, I'm going to be waking no. these people up. It, it was so embarrassing. Um, and then my big, big boss um, didn't tell me that I had to put like a, a hash after, oh, the code. after the code. And so it just wasn't turning off. And then the security company rang me and <gasps> it was just a nightmare. Oh, and then no. eventually someone from a different building came over and helped me and they were so mad at me. And I was oh, like, I'm really, really sorry. Like I I'm literally, I've literally like just started. Like I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was memorable. I've never forgotten that. <laughs> And then also having to be like, and I still have to edit this video. I know, and I and it was so stressful, but I got it done. Oh, well done! Yeah, that's so a triumph story. I love was, that. Yeah. That's empowering. And now, Michaela, sitting down here with the lovely Holly Roberts, talking <laughs> all things youth ministry. Um, if you've missed any of the stories thus far, please, please go and check out uh, the RHD, uh podcast version of this show. All of that will be up there. Fabulous story. There's been alarm codes and stress <laughs> and maybe a little bit of tears in there somewhere yeah. that you neglected to mention, but that's okay. We don't judge you for that. Yes. We've all been there. Um, but what I want to talk about now is we've talked a little bit about like the, the some of the very first moments, those mm-hmm. conception moments of like moving into this new youth ministry faith journey space. Um, but if you had to look back over your entire journey that mm. you've sort of gone on over the sort of the last what are we talking that four or five years ish yeah. we had to put a number to it was there one biggest highlight of all of those experiences in all these different spaces that jumps out to you as yes that that is the most memorable or favorite mm. that you've had over all these years I think Pope Francis releasing Christus Vivit was such a highlight for me um, because I had to like study it because I actually oh, really? went to Rome to participate in um, a youth forum, like unpacking it. Um, and I'm, I've definitely talked about this on ArchD or one of the podcasts before. Mm. So you, you should be able to find it if you look me up. We'll, pop, we'll find it and we'll <laughs> pop it in the show yeah. notes in the podcast version. Um, but yeah, and 
to me, I think Christus Vivit was such a big thing because it really um, helped to solidify what the church's view of young people is. And um, for me, like I've always had a bit of a like, I've always been annoyed when young people are referred to as youth, like the youth. Oh, really? I really don't like it because like it makes young people sound like a monolith. You know, and yeah. Um, if you look at you and like your closest five friends, I bet you I could tell. Like, I bet you you could tell me that none of you are alike in like many, many mm. ways. You might have like the same color hair, or I don't know something random Went like to that. The same school, but personality-wise, yeah. you're all individuals. Um, and in Christus Vivit, uh, Pope Francis has a quote, and I'm getting it up on my phone here because I don't want to mangle it. Um, but it says, youth is not something to be analysed in the abstract. Indeed, youth does not exist. There exist only young people, each with the reality of his or her own life. And for me, like that has just changed my trajectory in how I view young people because, you know, we talk about in the Catholic Church being made in the image of God um, and having inherent dignity and all of that sort of thing. But if we look at young people as just the youth and as a monolith, then we are disregarding that inherent dignity and disregarding, you know, their individual um, talents, their individual gifts, their individual personalities that come with, you know, being in that stage of life, growing up, um, getting to experience all the like challenges and successes that you experience as a young person. Um, and so that was really important for me. And even now as someone who's coming to the end of my teaching degree, knowing that I can look at every single young person in my classroom and go, none of you are the same. I need to look at you as individuals. I need to teach you as individuals and I'm going to respect you as individuals. I so, love that. Yeah. And, I, and I, I'm curious as well, you have this really unique perspective of um, a lot of people who work in like with young people in that you were working with young people as a young person. Yeah. Was there like a, a sense of feeling really seen in that moment as well? Like reading Christus Fiddle when it came out, like was it, um, was, did it feel like it applied personally or did it feel like a connection? Like, Oh, this is what I want to do for other mm. people. I think it really confirmed how I thought about myself, you know, like, you know, I, as a young person, deserve to be respected in this stage of my life. You know, I might not have as much experience, but I might have more experience in some person in some way. Um, and so for me, as a young person, it confirmed um, how I feel about myself. But then as someone who worked with young people, it really energised me to make it known and get the message out there that this is what the church teaches about young people now. Um, you've got to pay attention to it because you can't keep ignoring young people and only saying that they're the future because we have so much evidence that young people are the now um, and they want to be involved now. And if we only let them participate when they're like 35, um, it's not going to fly. You know, they're going to go look somewhere else for what they're what they want and what they're feeling and what they're seeking, you know. I love that. That's so true. I've got the cheesiest grin on my face right now because I'm like, yes. <laughs> I couldn't have said love it that. better myself. Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody. This is Matt Mar. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now. This is Archie. Archie Radio 107. 7, 9. Live. Live. <laughs> 
Holly, it is that time of the show where we take a look at the gospel of the week. And this week, this one comes from John chapter 4, um, 5 through 42. And the reflection that we've got here from the gospel this week, it's a big one. I did I did say, do you feel mentally ready? Yes. Do you got something <laughs> locked and loaded? Um, because these are always the biggest reflections of the show. Um, yeah. So what I've got for you here today is what has been the most powerful living water for you? The most authentic thing that quenches you and gives you life? Well, that is a big one. Um, Deep (laughs) breath to start. Actually, um, it's perfect because this year I had like, I don't really subscribe to New Year's resolutions, but I did for one thing. Um, And my goal this year is to like go for a walk every day. Mm -hmm. So even if it's like for literally like a two minute walk around the block, like if I'm power walking, you know, like Kath and Kim. Um, (laughs) Motion, yeah. But um, more often than not, I do it, you know, like around sunset time. And my partner actually um, said to me that he heard a quote somewhere that said – you have an you have an opportunity to observe a miracle um, twice every day, so like at sunrise and sunset. That's sort of what that means, and you know, mm. just like the miracle of watching the beauty of our earth um, twice a day. You know, and you can choose to see it or you can choose to not see it. Mm. Um, and it really made me think about you know how many times we miss out on life that's happening around us because. We are too busy mindlessly scrolling through Facebook, which I do all the time. I've put app limits on so that it tells me to get off. Um, But even then, sometimes I'll be like, oh, snooze for 15 minutes and then like keep going. And I hate getting in that mindset. So um, I think the whole point of me trying to go for a walk every day is so that I can, you know, get outside and, um, you know, get my get my body moving. Also, like get my mental health in a good space. Um, But I'm also being able to do that while seeing the beauty of the world around us. So um, for me, yeah, going on a walk, seeing seeing our amazing, beautiful world, seeing a sunset or a sunrise, um, that's sort of what gives me life. So oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I, that's so good. That could be like on a poster hanging in yeah. a wall, on a wall somewhere. <laughs> no. um, I love that. It reminded me I was um, – I do this thing every now and again where it just like pops into my head and I remember to think about it. And it happened to me recently while I was driving and it's that – Every now and again, when it occurs to me, I'll remind myself to stop and look around at what's around me outside in nature as if I were a tourist who'd never been to Australia or Adelaide before and like what things would I notice. And what I notice every time I do it is that I like look around and I go, holy hell, like it is beautiful here. Like like it's forcing yourself to change Mm -hmm. that perspective and forcing yourself to look and see not yeah. just be you know passively observant of what's yeah. around us and it's just like I'll do it and then I'll be like I feel so cheesy of saying it but just like oh wow mm. like it almost like takes your breath away a little yeah. you know so I love that find more times in your life yeah. to do those little things I remember that actually just reminded me of um, something that Bishop Gauchy, Charles Gauchy, Bishop of Darwin, said to me once, he used to be my parish priest, so I know oh, him awesome. best as Father Charles. <laughs> um, but on, he was like the parish priest of the whole Fleurieu Peninsula, so oftentimes he would just be driving from point A to point B because it was such a big um, area that he had yeah. to go to and he'd often have to go to Kangaroo Island, wow. you know, bouncing all around the um, the south. And um, I used to say to him, like, oh, doesn't it like really annoy you when you have to drive all the time? 
And he said something along the lines of like, no, like that's my prayer time. Like driving along and looking at the beauty of the world and being in my car is prayer, you know? And so I was, so that sort of is exactly what you're saying, you know, like you can, you can use that time to be mindful about the world around you and like, look at the small things like, and also choose how you respond to things. You know, Mm. if you're driving on the road and someone's like, you know, being a little bit annoying, being a bit of a slow driver, don't get annoyed at them. Just mm. like center yourself and go, I'm so calm today. Um, <laughs> how amazing is me. the world? Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> and now. Holly, thank you so much for joining us here on the show today. I know it was a very impromptu visit. Okay. Um, but it was, it was so good to have you back. It was um, my pleasure. And you know what? The one thing we haven't talked about is where you are now since you left Koya. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. So give us, give us a 30-second life update, Holly. All right. So I'm currently in my final year of my university degree to become a teacher and I'm working as a learning enrichment tutor at Sacred Heart College Um, helping to support students in class who have additional needs. And I absolutely love it. Yeah, you love it? Yeah. Oh, good. That's so good. I remember in that like uh, passing like bit where you were leaving and we had new people coming in. And like one of the things I do remember is like, you're just like, I'm so ready to get back in there. Like I'm so ready to like- Be in a school. Yeah, be in a school, be with kids, get your hands dirty a little bit, you know? That's right. I'm so happy for you, (laughs) but we miss you. We miss you dearly. I miss you too. (laughs) (laughs) We are here every week with a brand new podcast version of the RHD show. You can check out all of our other podcasts, including the latest school life content on our website, archdradio.com. And you can find us on social media at RHD Radio for heaps of behind the scenes stuff. Or you can catch the show when it airs on Life FM every Wednesday nights from 9, every Saturday nights from 10. And we will see you again very, very soon. Bye. Bye.